We've got a crazy week going, but there's always time for consumer protection. And boy, is consumer protection important today. Let's not lose sight of it. And my favorite consumer protection group is Consumer Watchdog. I trust you know that. And if you are online, when you go online, check out consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org. President of the organization is Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. And Consumer Watchdog does go to court for consumers, but they do a whole lot more. Jamie Court's been part of the team since virtually the beginning. And Jamie, we've got a lot of consumer protection to do today. Thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Hey, always my pleasure to be here, Norm. Thank you for having me. Well, Jamie, at consumerwatchdog.org, there's an issue about a possible recall of a vehicle that is very popular out there. What's the issue? Well, this is really emblematic. You know, this is about the 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee. And, um, you know, a gentleman was involved in some litigation for Chrysler and uncovered uh, something really devastating. He was really severely injured, disfigured in an accident uh, where the airbag on the driver's side didn't deploy. And his expert in the litigation uh, connected it to a clock spring that didn't conduct electricity, and that rendered the airbag on this driver's side inoperable. And basically, uh, his expert, been doing this for like 50 years, says it's the same mechanism, same part, that was involved in a recall of the 2001 Chrysler Grand Caravan, of which 1.29 million automobiles were ordered recalled. This has been brought to the attention of Chrysler Fiat, uh, both through its lawyer and the litigation, but more importantly, about two weeks ago, we wrote the CEO of the company, a bunch of executives, and said, hey, what's going on? Have you tested the part? Why did you recall one vehicle and not the other? Silence, pin drops, uh, you know, crickets. They didn't answer. They didn't bother to answer. And these vehicles are still on the road. They're still dangerous. There's been no recall. So we are going to have to refer this matter to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, if Chrysler doesn't respond to us in a week. But today we published our letter to Chrysler since they're not bothering to uh, answer. Uh, and people who have these Jeeps should be concerned. Uh, there are other recalls involving these Jeeps, but this one and this gentleman and other people's cases have you know, apparently affected the driver's side airbag. So if you're in an accident and you need it, it might not be there. We can't emphasize how when a corporation like Chrysler gets information like this, it needs to treat it, you know, in a more urgent manner than they, they are here. Um, and unfortunately, this happens with all sorts of corporations in all sorts of ways, that consumers bring something to their attention and litigation. This litigation dates back to 2010. They bring something to, to the attention of the executives and uh, letters and complaints and complaints with regulators and the companies do everything they can to avoid um, doing what they should do, which is to take those complaints seriously and respond publicly. In this case, Chrysler owes the public an answer. Chrysler owes regulators an answer, and we're waiting. Jamie, is there evidence that the, the problem is more widespread than the 1999 version of the Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee, like more recent model years, or did they change a well, part, or, is, is, or do we need more investigation? Is, there, is it a broader issue? Well, we definitely need more investigation, but we know that the same problem occurred the 1998-2001 Chrysler Grand Caravan, where there was a recall of a one point, almost three million vehicles. What this expert discovered, uh, and Chrysler and the litigation is contesting, but uh, according to this expert, they're wrong. 
is that the same defect with the clock spring not conducting electricity and preventing the airbag from opening uh, is present because it's the same part, just with a different part number, but uh, it's an identical device when he inspected them. We need the Chrysler to answer and, and inspect these devices, and we otherwise need NHTSA to order the recall if uh, they find uh, exactly what this expert found. Well, Jamie, his name is Byron Block. He's done a lot of these investigations. There there have been a lot of scandals with the Takata airbags. In fact, I think Takata went bankrupt. I mean, they, they were just like lots and lots of vehicles that had defective airbags for a lot of different reasons. And so I'm glad that we're hearing about this because when you and I were looking at the going through the emails and talking about this, it reminded me of silent recalls, and, and a lot of people don't know that there is a real thing called a silent recall. And, Jamie, it sounds to me like they're not, I mean, Chrysler's not even do, treating this like a silent recall. It's like they're not even acknowledging the problem. But, Jamie, just for all of us to learn something, what the heck is a silent recall? Well, a silent recall is when, if you have, you know, we have one, actually, I think, with our uh, Prius where... Uh, where the the uh, there is a defect, and if you ask the company about it, they'll they'll fix it for you, at no cost to them. But they don't go out and mail these notices to the public. Uh, people know widely about a defect. The company takes responsibility for it, but they don't bother to notify the public. It's it's just nutty. But we have a new uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration assistant administrator who has not been as aggressive as she should on many things, which is why she has not been put forth to be confirmed as the administrator of NHTSA. Uh, but I think in cases like what we're seeing with uh, a life-threatening problem with an airbag not opening, uh, it's a bipartisan problem, and the staff at these agencies actually should order uh, recalls. Uh, and, and we're waiting to hear from Chrysler as to what its response is, uh, and maybe Chrysler will initiate that. We're talking to our friend Jamie Court. We visit on consumer protection issues with our friend Jamie Court each week in this time slot. So do check Jamie Court and all of his great colleagues at consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie, Ralph Nader was, you know, I was a little, little boy when Ralph Nader was first doing his Unsafe at Any Speed book and talking about the Chevy Corvair and trying to make auto safety a big issue. And obviously, you know, he had a tremendous impact. But I've always noticed this issue of corporate responsiveness or more appropriately, lack of corporate responsiveness. I mean, we all know the Ford Pinto right where the, the it was obvious that there was a, a life-threatening a, a very dangerous defect but they were too far along in the process we're going to hurt the corporate profits so they said well we'll fight the lawsuits pay off the ones that managed to make it through and it's cheaper that way I mean to, to, to treat human life that cavalierly and to hide behind the corporate veil it's always made corporate governance and corporate responsiveness an issue and it always gets under people's skin no matter whether they're Democrats Republicans young or old nobody likes you know corporate cal and isn't that kind of what we see way too much? And we're talking about an example here. Yeah, this is tremendous callousness on behalf of the corporation. And uh, I think it's it's troubling that, you know, you, you let the company know of a defect. The consumers clearly made this through the litigation known to the company, to their lawyers. We write a letter. The letter goes unanswered. And I've got to now put out a press release to tell the public about it myself when Chrysler should be telling the public about it. And I'm going to have to tell NHTSA about it uh, if Chrysler doesn't get back to us with a good answer in a week. Well, and then we're going to rely on NHTSA to actually um, have to, 
you know, get these answers that Chrysler should have been forthcoming about in the beginning, because that's what it's supposed to do. And Jamie, doesn't that prove the need right there for government regulation? Because if corporations were responsible for their actions, if they were responsive when they messed up and said, nobody's perfect, we're sorry, and we'll fix it, we'll do what's right, we wouldn't need a lot of these government regulations and regulators. But here's a classic case. You've got to go and you're giving this company every opportunity to step forward and deal with it, and they, they ignore you, and so you've got to go to the government regulator. If we didn't have a government regulator, where would you go? We won't. Uh, we won't <laughs> you wouldn't go anywhere. Go. And, you got and, nowhere. And I think this really highlights, and we'd go, we'd go uh, more people, unfortunately, you could be victimized by this. I mean, this was a real tragic uh, accident, uh, and the gentleman in Involved in this litigation, Mr. Finnerman, you know, paid with uh, uh, his health. And um, the company just doesn't take these things seriously unless they're forced to. And uh, they rely on uh, defense attorneys to grind down the plaintiffs. They rely on uh, their brand advertising to overcome any negative news articles uh, or recalls. Uh, this is a company that, as I mentioned in the letter, uh, hasn't been really forthcoming uh, and living up to its consent decrees. Even there was a 2000, notorious 2015 consent decree that the company just ignored. And a, a judge found that they'd ignored it and, 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 and punished them, and yet people are still obviously buying Jeeps and Fiats and Chryslers. They, they, they rely on their marketing to overcome many of the, the, the truths about the defects in their cars. But what we do rely on these brands to do is when they're alerted to a problem, to either have a good answer or to recall the vehicle. Fix it. And uh, that's what we're expecting of Chrysler here. They either need to tell us why uh, there isn't a problem or they need to fix the problem. Jamie, this is why we love having you on every week. I got to leave it there, but wow. A classic case of consumer protection, if ever there was one. Check out consumerwatchdog.org to see lots and lots of classic examples of consumer protection. For my money, the best consumer organization out there, consumerwatchdog.org. Find Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. He's there as the president. He's got a lot of great colleagues. Jamie, thanks so much as always. There's always a lot going on, but consumer protection can never be left behind. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Norm.